Welcome to Tiki Central Canada. Ever wonder what's in that cool, refreshing drink that you just have to have on that hot summer's day? Mmm, me too. Picture a man going on a journey beyond sight and sound. He has left society. He has entered Tiki Central with palm trees, beach sand, blue skies, and God, get me a drink now. Here are your hosts, Craig and Cam, and their wacky views in drinks, life, and maybe information. Hey, folks, and hey, how we doing today? It's Craig of Tiki Central Canada. By the way, I'll be your bartender, mixologist, and hopefully information for the hour. And by the way, so today we've got Paula, my co-host. How are we doing today? Good. How are you? Oh my God. So, okay, Paula, you have to tell everybody, where have you been? You've been traveling like crazy. I've been looking at Facebook, and every time I open my Facebook every morning, it's like, oh, look, I'm in Italy. Oh, look, I'm in Germany. Oh, look, I'm... So So you already told everyone where I was. (laughs) Italy and Germany. No, but how long were you in each one of those places? Um... I think I five or six days, six days in Italy and the rest, uh, like 10, 12 days in Germany. Right. And uh, we're going to have a picky pair episode from Italy. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Nice. So, so you'll be able to watch. And in Italy, we actually had dinner in what's considered today the most romantic restaurant in the world. It's inside a grotto. So gorgeous. I'll show you pictures. So, so gorgeous. Well, it's not, unbelievable. Not the, not the listeners' pictures, but yeah, you show Mark and us pictures. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you didn't even tell them Mark is here yet. Yes, I know. I was just, I was just, I'm just I was sitting just here. Just about to get to the Let me get to that. And yes, we brought in Mark today as well. By the way, this is the first show I have to say, and thank you very much, Mark. It actually is co written. Mark helped write the show today. Of course he did. He's there we our, go. our living, breathing encyclopedia. So, yes, the reason why we brought in Mark today, because we are going to talk about Tiki Tea, which actually is a bar that Mark has gone to, and he's going to give some more in-depth information about it, and some cool facts. And that's what he is, actually, the level T of the encyclopedia. Tea. Oh, yes, yeah, so that's right. We talked about the encyclopedia. Because back then, folks, I mean, if you're obviously our age bracket, you didn't, like, you know, Google something. There was no Google. You had to go into your dad's den, and there'd be a whole wall of just books and down at the bottom, usually, below the National Geographic, by the way, I might add. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's funny because every guy knows the National Geographic. But anyways, uh, <laughs> on another note. Um, and so, the Sears catalog. I thought Sears- every, guy's knew, every guy knew Playboy, not National Geographic. What, yeah, are, see, what pl- are you getting no, off No, no, but see, see Sears, see, play, yeah, but see, Playboy, you had to go buy. What you couldn't buy, because you were too young, because they actually would card you, of course. Okay. But Sears catalog would come in, and it's like, ooh, look. Bras. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, th- now that you know makes mean? sense. It You're was it was sounding boy. really weird when you were talking about the saying, National Geographic. Well, National Geographic would have like these women from Africa, native tribes and stuff, and oh. of course, no clothes, right? Okay. So yeah, I see where you're going. Yeah, with so this. National Geographic and the Sears catalog were the best thing ever when you're eight years old. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And he didn't have to go steal your dad's megs. <laughs> it was just sitting right on the counter. <laughs> or you can just fly to Brazil. They don't cart you for magazines down there. That's true. Because yeah, so. the dad sent the kid out to buy the magazine for him. That's it, yes. <laughs> it's true. Yo, kiddo, you're eight years old. You're good enough to walk. I go, remember. Go get myself a Playboy. I remember, actually, this is so funny. I remember being like 10 years old. My dad would give me money and like, go get my smokes. Yeah. I would walk down the block, go down to the Max Milk at the time. And get my dad smokes. You can't do that now. There's no way. Nope. 
So anyways, yeah, so one of the things I want to first go off with is, by the way, if you haven't signed up for our newsletter, please do go on to our website. Uh, so what is once a month, we put out a newsletter. And on there is all the recent recipes that we have for the show. Obviously, links to the new show, how to subscribe to the show, and some cool facts. So I think on the last one, we did some cool facts on how to build the Tiki Bar. So the, mark, the information that me and Mark kind of generated up on how to build the Tiki Bar, and of course, that Paula wrote down for her own personal notes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> It's right. So anyway, that's on there as well. So every month there'll be a new newsletter. Now we don't spam you because some people are like, well, I don't want to give up my email address because then all of a sudden you get spams. No, only once a month you'll get basically a newsletter from us. And at the bottom, you can always unsubscribe if you want to. But there's tons of information out there. And what it is also too is also we'll give you uh, any of the new shows coming out. So forthcoming shows in the future, it'll tell you what's going on. And uh, yeah, some cool stuff. Yes. Nice. So what are we going to be talking about today, Craigster? Okay, so today, the drink we're going to talk about today is Puka Punch. Ooh. Yes. Is it like one of those punches from high school dances? Yeah. <laughs> or remember like when you had like a, a house party? Hey, who spiked the punch? Yeah, is it one Did of those never, that no, no, you no, serve no. in a bowl? Well, it, it spiked. It, it's it's definitely spiked for sure, yes. <laughs> I, I give it that. Yeah, I mean, but it, it, uh, yeah, it's one of those ones from high school that you spiked. Because see, we don't have prom in Brazil, and I've never seen the bowl of punch in Brazil either. So I was raised just seeing it in the movies. I never actually tried it. So that's why I'm asking, like, I'm, what the hell is in that red thing? Because it's never, always red. I don't know. I never went to a prom either. I have Aww. No Aww. We Wait didn't have proms. I did. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Were you the prom king? No, God, no. It's How like, did I know that answer? It's already? like, no, no. I could see him with a tux hanging out of the top of a limo. <laughs> no, no limo. I can't. You know, and, uh, he's the guy at the top going, ah! No, I think he's the guy in the tux r- racing in the bike to get there. Oh, okay. Like in the yeah, bicycle. Was... <laughs> like he's late with no date. No, yeah. what it was is actually with my mom. With a sack full of Mickey's to put yeah, in the punch. Yeah, <laughs> No, actually, for my prom, actually, my mom drove her Toyota Corolla, which was really badly aged, uh, all the way to the um, the hotel downtown on Rito. Oh my God, it's going to Chateau Laurier, which is a very prestige hotel. Oh, that was your. Um, but she, I told her, don't drive up to the ramp. Like, just drop me off like a block away or something, yeah. and I'll walk there because I don't want anyone to see me Who come out of a Toyota Corolla. Who hasn't been embarrassed right? of the parents? Whenever I'm just coming in like limousines and stretch limos and. <laughs> At least you weren't really, it like in my head, driving down in a bike. Okay, so Puka Punch. Yes. How are we, why are we talking about this drink? So actually it is a Jeff the Beach Bombardi, your favorite guy. Bombardi. No, Bombardi, for you. Okay. <laughs> like, wait, she said it once correctly. I don't understand. Jeff Bombardi. No, Beach oh, Bum. Oh, yeah. Jeff Berry. Beach Bum Berry. There we go. Hey, ding, 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 ding. You win a prize. Uh, anyway, so anyway, the recipe actually is in his book called Intoxica. Okay. And actually, if you go to our cool links on our website, you can actually purchase the book. Yes, our links are very cool. Yes, this is all the research that Craig does and also Mark does as well. Yes. yes. So are you going to tell us who Beach Bum Berry is? Because you actually do talk about him every single episode, but... You know, right. there's a rotation in audience. We never know who's well, starting right now. Right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We never know who's starting right now. So if you're new to Tiki, this is your new first episode. Please come with me to discover who the <laughs> who Beach Bomberry is. is. So Jeff, the Beach Bomberry, actually is a bartender 
that in the late 70s all the way to 2000 did research and trying to find basically all these secret ingredients and secret recipes that are known to Tiki, to Don the Beachcomber and Trader Vic. So all these Tiki recipes were all secretive. Nobody knew the recipes or there's a thousand like, you know, example, if you do a uh, search on zombie, the drink, there's probably about a thousand recipes, but he wanted to know the real recipe. He wanted to know what the original recipe was and how it was made and where it was made. And so he did all his research, 10 years of research, and he almost kind of gave up. But then he got information from, example, someone we're going to talk about in this episode that kind of gave him all the secrets and spilled all the beans and told him all the things he needed to know to write the books, which then started the third generation of Tiki that we know today. Okay, so what is in the Puka Punch? Okay, so this is a pretty extensive recipe. Like some of these Tiki drinks we talked about in the past, there's lots of ingredients and lots of layers. So this will be on our website. Layers. So He's talking like it's a cake. It's a cake, yeah. With icing on top. <laughs> it's my birthday. <laughs> you put a cherry on top. <laughs> a cherry on top. Okay. Hey, you got that one. I like that. That's cool. Uh, yeah. It's a phrase with the cherry on top. Okay. She got it. Okay. Anyway, so this you don't have to write this down. This will be on the website because it is a, a pretty extensive recipe. So let's go through it. So there's going to be one ounce of lime juice, one ounce of light Puerto Rican rum, and actually that can be Picardi. Okay. One ounce of dark Western Indies rum, mm-hmm. three quarters of an ounce of Myers rum, so that's Jamaican rum, mm-hmm. three quarters of an ounce of orange juice. So now we're getting into you know the juices, the citrus part of it. Three quarters of an ounce of pineapple juice. Three quarters of an ounce of passion fruit syrup. Now, we talked about it before. You can get that at a coffee shop. Any specialty okay. coffee shop, you can pick that up. Three quarters of an ounce of honey. So, obviously, it's regular honey. In place of, of the syrup, of simple syrup. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, it's something sweet. Exactly. You're putting in some sweetness, right? Could you use simple syrup if you don't have uh, the honey? It's going to taste. It's going to taste. Taste it. Change the taste. It okay. will. For okay. sure. Sorry for asking. No. Sorry. No, hey. It's like this honey in your tea or sugar in your tea. Yeah, it'd be different. You'd definitely taste the difference. Uh, sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see what you, yeah, what exactly, you did there. Yeah. Hey, see, see? He, he always does this. Oh, my God. Always does can, it. Can you just be in my life like in a daily basis? Because I, I need that, that <laughs> sort of like you have, little voice. That's right. So anytime that so Paul is confused. So you haven't seen me lurking around the corners then. Oh, that's you? Yeah. So what you right. need to do, Paul, is anytime that you're confused, just call up Mark and I, say, I'm, Mark, I don't understand. And then Mark will explain to you in layman's terms. A, he won't have a life, this poor man, if I do that. be ringing off the hook? Yes. I will have to keep him on hold. I won't even be able <laughs> to hang up. Speed dial. Yeah. There you go, Mark. Yeah, it's a living. I know what you do. So what you do is you get a little silhouette of a rum bottle and just like the Batman signal, you just put it up in the sky and also Mark shows up in a cape. Sure. There you go. Does yeah, that work? I, I no? Can see that. <laughs> I can totally see Mark flying in a cape. Totally. Yeah, capes get caught in doors and things. Yeah, that's I, right. I, I've, seen the, I've seen the Incredibles. I know. <laughs> I know it works. Exactly. <laughs> well, we could do it like up. You know, yeah. put you in a b- yeah. bigger balloon. A whole bunch of balloons. I can okay. do that in the house. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Carry on. Okay, back to the recipe. Uh, a quarter ounce of fluorum. So now if you don't, can't buy fluorum, like say you're in the States, you can buy fluorum. But if you are in Canada and you can't buy fluorum, there is a recipe for it on our website under recipes. You'll find oh, fluorum. Oh, I got you your fluorum, by the way. Awesome. Last time I was in, but I forgot to bring it. Sorry. And I and I also bought you brought you some booze from well I bought you too uh, some booze uh, from from Italy. Nice. I bought you some limoncello. Man, original from actually Positano where they do make limoncello. Make the limoncello. They have all the beautiful lemon trees. I brought myself actually. I know it's forbidden, but I brought myself a little branch fruit. 
of the lemon tree to try to replant and you, do a little bonsai of it. Really? You mm-hmm. brought citrus through the border? I sure did. And they let you in with that? Oh my God, ma'am. I sure did. I actually <laughs> brought the branch. I, I, I tore off the okay, branch. Okay, that was just too funny. A Brazilian with a Texas accent there. <laughs> I sure did. Pretty good. Oh, thank you. Howdy there, partner. Okay, so the Flurum. Okay, so then Flurum, one douch, one douch. <laughs> now you gotta be talking Texan too. Uh, one dash of bitters, and then you're gonna float three quarters of an ounce of 151 Demir Rum. Okay, now, do you remember so... that was the one that he brought, the lemon heart? Oh, yeah, that's true. So hold on, hold on. So what you're gonna put him in a little pool floater? <laughs> like, what do you mean you're gonna float so rum you in float rum? Something... Oh, that's very confusing to okay. me. So when you basically when you float something, so as a bartender, what I do is I take my bar spoon, and so the drinks, hey, the rest of the drinks are already in there already. And what I do is I just lay the bar spoon along the surface of the drink, and then I pour the, whatever ingredient I am. In this case, the one fifty one, I pour it into, actually into the spoon, not into the drink, but into the spoon. And what it'll do is it'll just overflow over the top of the spoon, and stay along the top. So you know when you get like um like a cappuccino or latte, and you see that nice little layer of froth along the top? Yeah. That's kind of like floating. You're floating something along the top, along the edge that doesn't sink. It eventually like will sink. gasoline but... in the ocean that you actually see. Oh, that's some weird scenario there. Okay. Gas floating there. Wow. <laughs> no? Yes, but That's no. an interesting acronym. Okay, I'm not quite sure how that came about. Well, I, I just had, you know, boat Are you trips. watching a lot of horror movies or something? No, What's going on I, I was in Italy and I went on a boat ride and I saw some... Gasoline floating along the top of the water. Yeah, where, where so the, the dock is, is. So the gasoline is floating along the top of the water. Yeah, there but how do you actually do that with rum? That's what I'm... You're That's talking about so you're the, pouring... spoon, the spoon and I'm Yeah, so basically if you it. have the glass, you have it all filled with the rest of the drink, you can put your bar spoon so it's just sitting along the top of the drink. Along the liquid of the drink. Yeah, but then when you take off the spoon, what happens? Doesn't it go take down? It out? No, it'll, it'll sit there, float long enough, and if it's dense, it will eventually work its way down. So, example, if I float grenadine, let's say in a Shirley Temple, I float grenadine, which you don't, but if you did, the grenadine will sink. It'll go boom because it's it's heavy, it's very dense, and it'll go right. right through the drink. The 151 in this situation is probably not that dense, so it will actually sort of stay along the top. It'll float along the top until you push it down with straws or stir it. And aren't you supposed to push it down? No, um, not in this case. Okay. Because you, like I said, you don't want to, you want to taste the smoky flavor slowly as you work your way through the drink. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. is, I'm sorry I'm asking all these questions. No, but like hey, I, that's why you're, that's why you're on the show. Hello. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> I've never seen, you know, Apparently, liquid uh, floating. Paula didn't get the email and okay, this is what you're supposed to do on the show. <laughs> I, I really didn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. <laughs> Well, you, you can imagine if you had a blue drink and you poured something red on the top. Yeah, yeah. You it could see it mixing. It would work its way down. It would kind of work its way down. Yeah. Oh, look at you. You always have a way of explaining exactly. things like so clearly in like two words. That's and why I got he's it. here. Unbelievable. <laughs> look at that man see? with that velvet voice. That's why he's here. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So I have another question though. Okay, go ahead. So let's say I just have Bacardi at home. Okay. Because you gave me like five different rums here. Yeah. Um, can I just use Bacardi? So you can use Bacardi, but the thing is that all these rums have different characteristics and different textures to them, and different uh, the way they're different ways they're made and created. So Mark, if you want to explain kind of this rundown of like why sometimes we need more than just one rum in a drink. Yeah, because you you know what I mean. Like, there's yeah. there's four different... To me, that you know, there's yeah. just, like, four different names of rums. 
and it's just all rum. Yeah, well, right, right now, I think uh, there's a recipe for the Mai Tai up there. Yep. And they actually, you can mix two different types of rums, which really changes the flavor of just one rum. Oh, I see. So right. so actually, each rum has a different actual taste of yeah, its own. Because rums are not only from different islands, there's different processes. Oh, so, so that's why Justin asks for dark rum and coke. Not just yes, rum exactly. and coke. That's right. Yeah. So, for example, if you made a pina colada, right, usually you use white rum. So then you taste more of the pina colada, the other ingredients. Mm-hmm. If you made a pina colada with a dark rum, then it'd be more booze for it. You would taste the oak and the aging process of the rum in the pina colada. It would almost ruin the pina colada. Uh, like, you, yeah, you know. like a daiquiri. You use a nice white um, Havana Club or a Bacardi or what have you. Okay. And it's a nice, light, refreshing drink. If you were to use like a really heavy... Dark rum. Dark rum, like a Myers or a Screech. Or something like that. It would have a completely different flavor. Oh, that's super interesting. Because, see, in, in my head, I just think like vodka. Like there's good vodka, there's bad vodka. They're in between vodka. They all, you know, are yeah. vodka. Yeah. They're not going to change the taste of any drink that you mix with no, it. No, vodka is basically very universal yeah, in terms so, of taste. Yeah. So right. to me, it's very interesting to, to understand that there's... Because it all still rums. It's all still, still spirit. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. It's still cane spirit distilled. Exactly. You can also have... Uh, these what they call column stills, mm-hmm. uh, or you can have with the big pot stills like they have with the Jamaican rum. So different processes of oh, making the rum too, as well. Okay, right. we will actually, you know, because I actually did think about this. I think we we're going to have a show very soon in the future. We're going to talk about different kinds of rums, characteristics they have, and how they're made, and when to use each one. Exactly. That's yeah. that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, like right here, this is uh, from a website called thecocktailpartyapp.com, hmm. and it says that the says here as it says the uh the answer this uh, the puka punch answers the question by taking you on a multi-layer rum adventure that starts with fruity honey continues along to spice and caramel ending with the stark smoke of the overproof demerara rum slowly filtering to the bottom of the glass there you go if you do it correctly yeah why don't it's you explain explain the whole technique of making this drink then, Mr. Bartender? Sure, no problem. So what you're going to do is you're going to heat up the honey until it's like liquid. And then you're going to mix that with the lemon juice. And what you're going to do is you're going to blend that with the crushed ice and all the rest of the ingredients except for the 151. In the blender. In the blender. Okay. Okay. And then you're going to pour that into a glass, fill with crushed ice, and then you're going to float the 151 rum on top. Like we talked about how to float yeah. on that. There you go. Yeah. There's probably a yeah. YouTube video So that showing. is a very cool uh, drink. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't know if it's a video because actually this is from a very specific bar, right? This is uh, uh, you well, know. No, but the flotation technique, I mean. Oh, no. Yeah. We, actually, you know what? Let's do that. Let's put a, a video on there on how to float something on top of a drink. Okay. I will do that cool. so anyone can see how to do it. Good call. I like that. This this is this really sounds like a super interesting drink to me. Like I've never seen anything like that before. Like where where could I find something like that? Have you ever had it? I have had this drink and where? had a number of them actually. Wow. And uh, it's this it's at a place called Tiki Tea in Los Angeles. Wow. It was invented by Ray Buen, hmm. uh, who uh, founded it in 1961. So to, obviously we were talking about the Tiki Tea Bar that's in Los Angeles. So how about you give us some information about where it's located and the hours that they have. Yeah. Well, hi, everyone. 
Yeah. Hi, Mark, by the way. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Nice. I thought we already introduced Mark. Did we not introduce yeah, Mark? Yeah, we, okay, we, yeah, we chatted. We, he introduced we, we himself. Nattered. This is what we do. He introduced oh, himself. He's, it's he's saying hi to the audience out That's there. Right. And, yes, yeah. yes. Been yes. pretty busy of late, so thanks for having me back. And uh, managed, managed to squeeze in a little tiki event. We missed you very yeah. much. Man, uh, very much. Yeah, it's called the Luau at the Lake, uh, down in Lake George, New York. And it's an annual thing. Try and get tickets. And I actually brought you two back a present from there. Aww. What did you bring me? We brought you back a little shipwreck coconut rum. <gasps> oh, that sounds so cool. Hold on. I want to smell it. <laughs> oh, my God. It smells so good. You know what's funny? She's almost like jet lag, ready to pass out. And then she's going to add rum to the equation. I just <laughs> smelled it, dude. You know how I am with smelling drinks. I need to smell oh, them because then I can really kind of. I know, but I, I was can, waiting for I you can almost <laughs> taste it. To the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so how about, yeah, so how about just to give some information about the place, where it's located, and what kind of hours they got going on? Well, Tiki Tea is in uh, Los Angeles. It's in the, uh, close to Hollywood. It's actually uh, Hollywood Boulevard turns into Sunset Boulevard. Ah, very if cool. You, if you know your maps of Los Angeles or you've seen. Or you Google it. That's right. Uh, it's open Wednesday to Saturday from uh, 4 until 2 a.m., and it's cash only. Ah, so no debit cards or credit cards. Remember that when you go there, folks. There no is, taxes. Yeah, there's no ATM. Oh, there is. Sorry, there is an ATM, not the only ATM. There is an ATM on present. That's good. So if you do forget, then you can actually, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's now smoke free. Just a few years ago, I couldn't imagine going into this place when it was smoky. Is uh, it tiny? It's really tiny. How oh, tiny yeah. is it? Tiny and smoky is not good. Tiny and smoky is not good. Uh, it's um, it only has twelve stools, five <gasps> stools. It's very tiny. And like maybe six, maybe seven tables. Oh so my it's, god! It's, small. it's very yeah. tiny. Yeah. Very tiny. Yeah, and it's so fabulous. What hours have we got there for that? We got uh, four until two a.m. and uh, but also check the website because these guys take holidays as well. There's also two days that are not open, right? Yeah, well, three days, four days. They're oh, only okay. o- they're only open from Wednesday until Saturday. Ah. So uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. They uh, relax. No, they work their butts off. Really? I was say, I think you told me they actually make all their infusions and everything on those yeah, that's days. Right. That's right. Oh my god! They spend the three days making their syrups and their juices and. The, Doing their mixations. That's the, awesome. Like, yeah. well, it, not for them, but like to, yeah. to know. That's pretty cool. That's that, why they still need holidays. But they need like three days to actually prep for yeah. the four days that they're open. Yeah, because they can't do anything other than serve drinks. Oh, I'm for, sure. Once they're open, for, it's how many blown. How many bartenders are there? Uh, there's three total. Um, one usually on the door. So there'll be two bartenders. or two, Working it hard. Two guys behind. Oh, yeah. Two Working guys it hard. Be, two guys behind the bar. For for yeah. what, like uh, 50 whole, people? I I really didn't count over the but it's packed. Don't forget it, it's yeah. gonna turn right. Some people are gonna leave and other people are gonna come yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, that's totally true. Right, they got a waiting list like probably of people like outside waiting to get in. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's yeah, cool, interesting. So, and it's a fabulous place. So yeah. it's actually started with with Ray Buen. So tell us a little about him and his history. Well, he was born in the Philippines. Ah, uh, moved Filipino. Uh, moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the Depression and during Prohibition. And he ended up as a bellhop at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Uh, but Prohibition was just about to end. So the manager at the Beverly Hills said, I'm sending you to bartending school. And uh, he, was the, cool. he was the first ever bartending school. In, in L.A. In L.A. Nice. And he nice. Was there. And from there he went and he joined uh, the other Filipinos in 1934 at the original Don the Beachcomber. Oh, uh, my God. Don really? the Beachcombers. Yes. Nice. So this is all how it all connects in here. Yes. And uh, so so a quick, just like we had to do for Beach Bumberry, yeah. we'll do a quick history recap for those people who haven't, got, haven't yet got to all the uh, the blogs. Which you should. Yes, which you should. Uh, Ernest uh, Raymond 
Beaumont Gant, also known as Don Beach. I would, if I knew it, if I had that name, I'd be changing it too. Oh, I, <laughs> I, Ernst I, I, Gant. Like, um, that's not cool. Also known as, of course, Don the Beachcomber. And as I said, allegedly, he was given a sizable money from his grandfather um, to either go to school or see the world. And he chose the latter. I'll take behind door number two, there, if right. I yep, yep, yep. Who wouldn't? And, but however he got the money, Don did travel extensively through the Caribbean where he learned about the different rums uh, and the spices and all that kind of stuff and the fruit juices. And and then he ended up in the South Pacific where he acquired all his uh, Polynesian stuff that he... Artifacts and stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sort of thing. And culture too, no? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, sure. went, he went everywhere yeah. in the South Pacific. One of the places he ended up in was the Philippines. Now, one of the things that he admired in the Philippines, well, admired, was the work ethic of the people there and how honest they were and that kind of stuff. So that set about you know, his, how he was going to be setting up his shops. The other thing was all the street vendors were selling mixes of juices as opposed to just pineapple juice or just orange juice, like he saw in a lot of the other places that he'd been. So it, the wheels started turning. Right. Oh, I can see how that how that happened. Yeah, so I can mix juices, I can mix rums, I can throw in some spices. And yeah. and no one was doing these drinks before. No. no, I was about to say actually, because he's actually, so what it was is he came back to the States when we get to that. And what it was is that it's still back then was the, the thing to have like just one spirit drinks, like a gin and tonic or, or rum and coke, or whatever it was. But then he was like, well, wait a minute, if I mix these rums in different combinations, then I've got this new unique spirit that nobody has. So he had this very unique way of looking at spirits, right? In some ways. Yeah. So then, so from the, uh, the Beverly Hills, uh, Ray became one of the, what they call the legendary four boys at the original Don the Beachcomber, which were the four bartenders that worked behind the scenes. That is super cool. Yeah, so let's also explain that too. So what ended up happening is that the Don the Beachcombers, there was maybe one gar- bartender up front at the bar. Let's say, example, if you needed a wine or something, or you needed a gin and tonic or a, a Pepsi or something, or a Coke and to back take then, whatever. the order. No? And then to maybe take the order. But then what would happen is that these four uh, Filipino bartenders would be in the background behind the, the basically the bar and make the drink and then put it pass it through a little window. So basically, you would just get the drink. Also, you wouldn't even see the bartender making the drink. It'd just be also just out of nowhere, out of a window, and in your hands. Like magic. Like magic. magic. Boom. Boom. Here's my drink. <laughs> Happy drink. So why did he leave Don the Beachcombers? Like, where did he go from there? Well, like you mentioned, there all the work was being done in the back. Uh, Ray wanted to meet people, mingle. Extrovert. Uh, yes, very Extrovert. much so. A people person. And uh, so from there, he went down the street to a... A uh, place called the Seven Seas, which was a pre-tiki bar. Ah, it was nice. a large Polynesian thing with the floor show and the whole bit. And of course, he was out front there, and I think he got paid something like seven dollars more a week. Oh, wow, which back that, then was you know yeah, that's, that was a good. fortune. Yeah. So from there, he went to a place uh, called Christian's Hut. Now this one was, well, like I say, if you stay tuned for f- future episodes, this will come back. Christian's <laughs> Hut. Okay. Uh, it was a bar that was originally built earlier uh, during the filming of the 1935 uh, version of Mutiny on the Bounty on Catalina Island and was built by Clark Gable. Clark Gable? He, Clark Gable. Yeah. <laughs> I know this guy. Yeah, well, it's funny because it, um, Spanish people from Spain, yeah. they say Clark Gable when they read Clark Gable. Clark Gable, like Potocha. Yeah, but... You know what Potocha is? Huh. Photoshop. Oh, there you go. 
Like Clargable. Oh, okay, very cool. <laughs> so they had a very long, this was on Catalina Island. If you've ever been to LA, it's the, uh, the island you have to take the ferry to and all that kind of stuff. So they had a long filming schedule. And so they, and so not to have a mutiny with mutiny. the with the crew, say his name. Claude Gable. Okay. Oh. <laughs> That's what you're here for. You're yeah, here for right. pronunciation. Yeah. That's right. The uh, wrong one now. That's right. Uh, had this bar built, and they called it Christian's Up. That's the name of the, the character from Mutiny of the Bounty. It was dismantled and reassembled up in Newport Beach. Wait, 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 wait. Again, it apart. dismantled and then re- reassembled? Re- yeah. Reassemble, Stephanie. Because, well, Hollywood stars like... Power, money. No. Assembly? Say his name. Claude Gable. Uh, ah. <laughs> Say his name. Just point. Yeah. And on cue, go. <laughs> Try to remember next time you point at me, yeah. just say Glad God Blue. Okay. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> if we can actually do it once right, okay. I will be super proud because okay. then no it's going to be like pretty editing. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> go ahead. Back to what you were saying there. Go ahead. Anyway, so yes, they had all this money and power and they could do whatever they want. That is so. Look at God Glabig. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So this became a really popular spot, Christian's Hut. And it was available by land, but mostly by sea. And uh, this is where a lot of the um, major Hollywood personalities like... Claude Gable. Yeah. And John Wayne and all these other people would show up and Ray would make them drinks. The actual um, Christian's Hut actually burned down in 1962. Oh, no. 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 After they assembled again? Well, this was, oh, this so they was 30 one years bolt later. Somewhere. Still, so, yeah. still, they went to so much trouble. Yeah. There was so much trouble reassembling. And then, and uh, they think it's what Lego. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Just tear it down, reassemble it again. There you go. Rebuild the whole thing. Yeah. So by the late fifties, Ray was looking to do something. He thought he was going to open up a little bartending school, but all his friends and family said, "We know what you really want. You want a bar." That's right. And so in uh, nineteen sixty-one, the Tiki Tea was born. So who runs Tiki Tea now? Uh, it was opened, like say, nineteen sixty-one, uh, by Ray. And uh, his son helped him out. Oh, cool. Nice. And, now, does he run it now still? Or? Well, it, it was originally, well, more family involved. It was originally a violin repair shop uh, by Ray's father-in-law. Oh, uh, that's adorable. Yeah. yeah. And Ray continues today his, uh, until he passed. Uh, but the place continues today uh, with his son, Mike, and his grandson, Mike. Oh, There you go. And the, and the new guy, Greg. Uh, <laughs> new guy. Who's the new, new guy, Greg? You're Greg. the new guy. Well, Greg was apparently a guy who used to just drink there a lot, and uh, they finally figured that he could work there. And um, he, as uh, Mike said, he got onto the recipes a lot quicker than I did. Oh, <laughs> nice. So, the, so they have the and three And this is them. actually Greg and Mike talking to you. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's wow, so cool. that's so cool. Yeah. It nice. Was, they're amazing. They just sit there and talk, and they give you the history and that kind of stuff. And... Uh, Wow. We, were, we were outside, and Mike gave me this menu from a 2009. Nice. Oh, my God. Look at all the drinks on that thing. It's oh, my God. It's so long. There's a lot of drinks on there. This is a lot of drinks to memorize. Yes. Navy Grog. Well, that's a that's a that's that's everywhere. Really? Yeah, Navy I've Grog's everywhere. I've never heard of that. Yeah, Navy Grog's There's everywhere. There's the zombie, Nui Nui, Mai Tai. Nui Nui. Yeah. Pearl Diver. Tubacula. Vicious, vicious Virgin. Hmm. <laughs> I don't even want to know what's on that. <laughs> Missionary's Downfall. That's the name of a drink. Yeah. Yep. Great White Shark. Race Special. Hong Kong. Tiki Punch. Chief Lapu Lapu. Yeah, we did that one before. Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, we should do that one. There you I go. love Bonnie, Bonnie and, Clyde. and Clyde. Well, the problem go. is most of these recipes are 
put the air quotes again, secret. And they know all of these by heart? Absolutely. And, Lord have and mercy. And none of the bottles are labeled. So to, for Jeff Berry to actually get the uh, puka punch out of Ray, yeah, uh, it was work. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Wow. The only other uh, Beach Bum Berry um, recipe, there's one uh, called Jim's Special is the name of the other uh, ah, okay. there we go. Beach yeah. Bum Berry recipe that you can get. Uh, ah, he made okay. up the recipe. And that's part of the... Uh, it's not Ray's Mistake? No. No, no. What is, yeah, you told me, we talked about it before, but yeah. Ray's Mistake. Yeah, Ray's Mistake is uh, probably the most famous drink there. And uh, it was literally made by mistake. Uh, Ray was making something else and he poured the uh, wrong ingredients in. And uh, one of the customers said, don't let th- me try that. Yeah, don't, don't throw it away. Yeah, don't throw that away. <laughs> and he goes, this is really good. And so uh, Ray's Mistake is the signature drink of the Tiki Tea. I love I love that they have it in bold big letters cash only. <laughs> That's right. Do not forget to bring your credit card with you. Yeah, so um uh, Greg or Mike and Mike uh continue on. That's uh, awesome. There's no food there. No food. Wow, no yeah. food. No music. So don't go you better you better eat before you go like, there. No yeah. nothing. It's a place to go have it's booze, just drinks. Period. That's it. Yeah, it's exactly, a drink. Yeah. And it, the atmosphere is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh the drinks like I said are secret. Uh like the Uga Booga. Uh, which is uh, very cool. They, they start pouring the rum in it. And, oh, uh, Gabuga's expensive. It's 18 bucks compared to the other ones there. that well, are Well, that's why, because they have it on the bar in this great big huge goblet, right? And he's going, Ooga Booga, Ooga Booga. And the entire crowd is going, Ooga Booga, Ooga Booga. And the more they rile up, they get the more rum. More rum in there they're putting in there, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's the same kind of concept, too, as the uh, Blood and Sand, uh, which was a uh, drink created by Ray way back when in the 30s for the old-time actor Tyrone Power from his movie, Blood and Sand. Oh. That, ori- that original drink apparently was like a whiskey-based, but now he uses tequila in it. Anyway, <laughs> there, there will be a copy of this uh, recipe. Cari- up, uh, up Car- Caribbean Limbo. There you go. Yeah, well, actually, what we'll do is we'll actually take a picture of it and we'll actually put that on the website with this episode so you guys can check out the, the menu itself. Uh, and, and then on the back side... It's pretty cool. Just like every other tiki bar out there, folks, there's souvenirs. Skip, Absolutely. Skip and go naked. What the hell is that? Oh, it's a drink coaster. And it says skip and skip and go naked. I think there's a drink there. Yeah, it's go skip and go naked. There is a drink. Yeah, I think so. So it's yeah, probably it's... the famous ones go on coasters. Oh, there, there it go. is there. It's under various liquors. Oh. Ouch. That's awesome. Mm. So there's some cool facts about Tiki Tea. Very cool. Yeah, I, I want to go there now. Yeah, we were there. Uh, we were in LA for five nights, and we went there three of the five nights. Oh wow! Oh wow! And did you crawl there? How many different drinks there? did you try on those three nights? Would you say? Uh, probably about nine or ten. So, oh, so boy. you you think you have a medium of like three per per night around three drinks? Per no, night? because one time we were only there for about twenty minutes. Oh. Don't wolf them down there, so folks. So that day you had one, maybe no, we, two. No, we had three. Three in 20 minutes? <laughs> it was probably closer to 40, but we, we, got the, we didn't get there till um, around midnight. This is how Mark drinks. Okay. All right. <laughs> and we had to say goodbye. So that we... can't be safe, dude. Yeah, you can't yeah. be with him because he's just going to drink into the well, table. Gonna... First of all, drink into the table. Well, Your we... wife is tiny. Doesn't she just fall back? No. Wow. She's, she's handling her stuff. Yeah, she's pretty good. Well, she knows better than to order uh, boozy stuff. Yeah, she doesn't order like Navy Grogs and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. She, she'll know. Uh, She's uh, a smart drinker. Well, like the night, the Wednesday, Wednesday night is the night to go. That's the uh, night when Ray's mistakes are on special. And at the halfway through their 
early in the evening ish, they uh, give a toast to it, Ray and Aww. and it's pretty cool. That's it's adorable. Cool. But the thing is, that's that night is where I met many of the other bartenders and owners. Of other tiki bars. Right, because they go there to hang out. They go there on Wednesday nights. Ah, there you go. It's very much a community thing. Oh, okay. That's awesome, because a lot of these things are... They are a, well, the competition, right? Yeah, yeah the exactly. competition, yeah, yeah. so ah. it's it's pretty cool to see. But you're, you're, they're, they're family. Yeah, but also, too, like, bartenders will go to other bars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, bars that bartenders I work with, after they get off work, guess what they do? They go to another bar. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah, how it I works. Yeah, I can see, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you know... I did not. Oh, there you go. Uh, actually, Ray, we were just talking about, and Jeff, the Beach Bomberry, actually had a past relationship. Hmm. So tell what me it, more. Tell me more. Well, what it was is that Jeff was doing the research for his books and trying to find all the secret recipes and stuff like this. And so he would actually talk to past bartenders who worked for Don and see if he can get the recipes. And Ray was one of the ones that he talked to. He approached him for years, and finally, after years and years of coaxing and asking and begging, Ray finally caved and gave Jeff the information he needed to write these secret recipes. Wow. So Ray was actually 82 at the time, and so he gave Jeff his recipe books and the names of all the bartenders that worked with him. And so therefore, they, the Tiki researched. So basically, we, we got a whole new generation of Tiki because Ray helped out Jeff. Oh, uh, I wonder how. Do you think Jeff actually paid him to give out the know. secrets? I imagine he must pay, give him something because he's writing a book, right? Well, from what I've read on Jeff, he would probably have paid him in drinks. Oh, there over you go. the years, yeah, kind There's of like, a... hey, let's go for lunch. Yeah, I'll buy you some drinks and spill the beans, and yeah. then you go, no, yeah. I'm not spilling the beans, but thank you for yeah. the drinks, by the way. Yeah, yeah. No. and then next time you see him, okay, more drinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, Jeff probably. Um, Made him very happy. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. He, yeah. He's one of the best bartenders in the world, Ray. Yeah. He doesn't need the other one paying him in drinks. No, no. What I meant is, like, there's a story in there when they go to the the next one we're going to go to is the Bally High. Uh, they went down to San Diego, uh, Jeff and his friend, and they wanted a Mr. Bally High mug, right? Mm. And so they just kept drinking Mr. Bally Highs so they could get a mug. Mm. And the guy said, you know, you can just buy the mugs. <laughs> Five drinks later. Oh yeah. man, are you yeah. serious? And they went, what? <laughs> okay, we'll have another drink. All right, we'll have another, okay, we'll just take another drink. That's what I meant back. by he probably paid him in drinks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. So finally, Ray, because like I said, he finally helped him out. In eighty-two, he's eighty-two years old at the time, and he gave him his recipe book and gave him all the names of all the bartenders that work for Don, and that's why Jeff actually knows all those recipes that we know today. There we go. So thanks cool. to Ray. We actually have our third generation of tiki cocktails. And so that's some more information about Ray and Jeff. Thank you very much. Yes. It was well, nice Well, thanks, to know Mark. That. Mark, you know, did a lot of research on Thank the show. Thank you, both of you. And uh, yeah, so he co-wrote this and he did a good job. I'm I, always like, learning. I'm very impressed. It was awesome. Even when I'm snoozing in half a sleep. <laughs> well, that's right. Oh, there she goes. That's where I learn the most when I'm sleeping. Really? <laughs> yeah. I like sleeping. It's a, it's one of the things I do best in life. you're missing it right now. <laughs> I am. Lord have mercy. <laughs> well, then on that note, let's tell everybody who we are so we can finish the show. And it's www.tikicentralcanada.ca or .com, whatever way you want to go. 
And on that page, you'll see on our main webpage, you'll see this episode, all the information about it, the recipe for the newest episode. Mark has got a page on there, so he has a link to. And what we'll do is we'll put all the information that Mark gave us tonight, we'll put that on his page. Paula has a segment in there on page, and also to your Picky Pear link. Yes. Because you're going to have some new Picky Pear videos coming out, right? Yes, from Italy. There we go. Get to check out some Italy photos and stuff. It'd be cool. Very nice. Yes. Not a lot of pizza and pasta. Is it all? Was it all Italian? Well, Italy, yes, like Italian. But yes, I mean, it's fabulous, fabulous food. Ah, I gotta we're, check we're, it out. We're brought. I can't in. wait. While we were there, <laughs> Justin even said to me, "Oh my God, honey, I don't know how I'm going to go back to eat in Canada. Like I'm spoiled. I guess good it is. Food eh? right you, now. you guys eat like European food and stuff like this, and also you come back to Canada and you're back to hard carbs." No, you, big you, portions, you, lots of sugar. It's just like, oh crap, burgers again. You know, like it's yeah. it's almost like because they're everything so tasty and so well made and so like it's almost like from scratch. Cooking, too, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cooking is like something that they love doing. You, you know, do it, like they yeah. do it with pleasure almost. So exactly. Plus, and, and plus, it's usually fresh ingredients. Yes, very much fresh so. Is huge. And it's very interesting because and and this is a little tip for you guys. I'm I'm doing Norma's thing here. Travel tip. If you're going to Europe, especially Italy, make sure to have lunch because, especially if you're Canadian and you have dinner at 5, 6 o'clock at night, there, that t- does not exist. When do they have lunch, dinner? Restaurants don't even open before 7.30 at night. Oh, wow. So when do you actually... Do you actually mo- at night, they have dinner when it's supposed to be. <laughs> when it's dark outside. When it's dark outside. So at seven thirty, we'll see no one in the restaurants. At nine, wow. it's going to be full. Wow! So that's when they eat dinner. Yes. So they eat late. Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. That's, that's when I go to bed. <laughs> you do not. Wait, wait. You go to bed sometimes later than that. Come on. Today you're going to go later than that. Yeah. Exactly. She got you on that one. There you go. Uh, so, anyways, yeah. So, the, anyways, on there, like I said, there's also two as uh, a page there for all the episodes, a page for all the recipes, a page for the cool links because we will put some stuff on there for information and they are more very information, cool. and also a subscribe page. So, please, please subscribe please. now. Save the animals. Yeah. <laughs> no. we, we beseech you. <laughs> we'll take Mark out of the cage. If you pay five dollars, we'll take Mark out of the cage. No, anyways, so on that note. Or we'll give the cage to you with Mark inside. That's just Mark inside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For a day. For Encyclopedia oh, wow, for a day. Rent them out. Hey, there we go. We'll rent them out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have to buy a new microphone, anyways. So. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Rent we have Mark. to buy a new microphone. Yeah. Because Cam's coming back. Oh, hey, hey. Cam's coming back in September. I love how he said yes. it so blase. Like, yeah, because Cam's coming back. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I forget to mention that. Yeah. Cam's actually coming back in September. So there we go. We're going to be a full house here. It's oh, gonna my be, God. Uh, Where are we going to be? We're going to be uh, one on top of the other. I'm going to have to lose a few pounds just to fit in the office now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Please do, because I've been getting fatter. Okay. Uh, on that note, anyways, we're going to go off and make some drinks here, folks. So stay tuned, and we'll hear from you next time. See ya. Bye. Mahalo. Mahalo. Well, I don't know about you, but I got informed. Guys, hey, guys, where's my drink? But Sears catalog would come in and it's like, ooh, look, bras. <laughs> <laughs>